welcome to Put a Cork in It, hosted by yours truly, Monica Toby, who has zero credibility in the podcast world, but is trying to make it big. This podcast was created for unfiltered conversation, which always leads to cringy comments, sound advice, and obviously a lot of laughter. So come along for the ride and listen to a podcast that will leave you in a better mood than when you started. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having an amazing Friday. Welcome back to Put a Cork in It in-depth version. I think I'm going to start calling these longer ones on Friday. Um, This podcast is pretty special because I asked my new roommates to do it with me, Blakely and Anna Scott. And I feel like, I mean, I think it's almost a vulnerable personal thing to ask someone to be in your podcast and to be confident that they're not going to make fun of you and actually support you and what you're doing. And both of them were so gung-ho about it. So that was really encouraging. Um, But unfortunately, I recorded this very, very much in a time where Austin was not available. So he did not get to be on the podcast with me. So I decided to bring him in, in the beginning to make sure that we're not missing out any wisdom from him, you know? And so the theme here is red flags. There's a lot that we could talk about. Um, a lot was said, I think Blakely had a lot to say from coming out of a really long relationship. Anna Scott is in a really healthy relationship right now, but has had some eh, relationships in the past. So there was a lot of wisdom coming from all different angles. Um, but Austin, I would love to just kind of hear your thoughts on, well, first, do you think red flags are legit? Do you think that that is something that should be prevalent as you're beginning to date someone or this is where I think the rubber meets the road with a lot of people when you're deep in the relationship you don't want to break up so then you're ignoring red flags red flags are a very real thing mon um if you don't think they're real grow up <laughs> if we're being if we're being honest um it's it's very different um I would say red flags are easier to tackle like immediately upon discovery. Um, If you're in that long-term relationship type thing, if you're looking to get into a relationship and you see red flags with a potential significant other, like definitely things to consider that might make your life way less painful, like cutting something off versus like investing more time. And then eventually like, realizing you made the wrong call down the line type of thing so to answer the question yes red flags are a thing that was very well said so here's my other question and this is kind of talked about in the podcast but so many guy friends of mine who break up with their girlfriends and we're talking about how did you know or when did you know you wanted to break up with this girl whatever and i've had multiple of my guy friends say oh i knew i wanted to break up with her for months oh i one guy friend i knew i wanted to break up with her for a full year so my my cue there is and i I mean i get this i waited on breaking up with someone for a while once when i knew i should have so it's like from my perspective you almost think not doing it even though you see all these red flags will cause less hurt if you wait than just doing it right when you feel that way And I would love to pick your brain on possible reasons why that is. You know, why do we make this rationalization in our minds? Because, I mean, I've done it. Guilty as charged, you know? 
think that's a great question. Um, maybe we think the severity, maybe the flag in our heads is yellow, but to everyone else it's red. Like yellow is like something we can work through. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I very much enjoy being with this person. I think this person like supports me, you know, gives me life, that sort of thing. And you think that we can get through it, you know, we're going to beat the odds, you know, star-crossed, star-crossed lovers, hashtag Hunger Games, you know. Oh, love that. But also just like human nature, like nobody wants to be alone. People want to feel loved. Like some people don't want to get rid of that and they're willing to trudge through the mud for, like you said, someone said years. I mean, that's, that is, is very painful to me. I feel, I feel for that person. Um, but sometimes it's just like a, you know, I'm not in a place right now where I want to be alone and I'm willing to put up with X, Y, Z until I know I can handle it or what, whatnot, which is, is sad. It's so sad. And here's my other thing. And I've said this, I think a million times on the podcast, but I'm not going to apologize. I am a diehard hopeless romantic, right? So I think I even had the tendency of, okay, I see, not as much anymore, but I think in the past I would see red flags, but then he would do something so like sweet or super intentional. And then you kind of, some people fully forget about the red flags, but I think other people just put this bandaid on them. It's like, oh, you know, he or she is showing potential. It's just something nice for me. Maybe that means they're changing. Maybe I've judged too harshly. Like you start to second guess yourself. I would definitely agree, especially like in earlier stages, say you've been single for a long time. You want to be in a relationship with someone, not no shots at anybody here, but you're willing to overlook yes. certain warning signs because you desire that relationship so bad, which, you know, could be something to think about. Like, are you willing to, to do that in hopes of like, like maybe they're the one, maybe they're not type of thing. Like that's, I feel like that's a lot giving up the chance. You know, you're kind of rolling the dice there. Oh, great metaphor for sure. And also rolling the dice with your emotions is kind of always a no go in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. And then there's also this other side of it is, okay, am I reading too much into this thing? Um, and again, speaking from like a Christian perspective, I think sometimes we talk up too much of red flags or things you should specifically be looking for. And it gets way too specific. And then when you don't see something or you see just like a tiny bit of something that isn't a big deal but you've been told over and over again that it's a big deal but only if it's in this extreme you know what I'm I feel like I'm speaking in too many complicated terms but I just think sometimes we overthink stuff too so then that adds another whole complication of well now am I overthinking it or is it really a red flag and that's where people and I will say it again date in groups because you need other people to tell you, Monica, he talks over you, he talks down to you, uh-uh, you need to not date this man. Or, you know, Bobby, 
she is literally flirting with six other guys in the room at all times. Why are you dating this girl? Like she has no real sensitivity for your feelings. And if you're just isolating yourself all the time with you and your significant other, no one is ever going to see that. Groups are going to expose the holes in any relationship. Um, you know, I've seen it happen a lot of times where people, people can date in isolation and treat each other really, really well. Like that's not a, a thing that doesn't happen, but it, you're more likely to see the negative and um, like you're, you're more likely to gain more information in that way. And like maybe your significant other does something and you're like, oh, like maybe that's not a big deal. In a group setting, you're gonna find out exactly like, oh, that was not okay. Or like, oh, like that's, that's fine type yeah. of thing. Like it's, it's a personal thing where, all right, like am I asking too much or like, is this really a big deal type of thing? If that makes sense. I kind of, kind of fell apart there at the end, but you get my drift. No, I think it did not fall apart. I think that totally makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, relationships are complicated. And I, I think obviously you're not bringing in a zillion people into your relationship, but you need help. And there's no problem with you needing to talk through things. Absolutely no problem. You know, we, we feel the need that we need to do everything on our own these days. Everyone's like, hey, stand up for yourself you know, rub some dirt on it type of thing. Yes. You don't need to do that. Like, is there a time and place where you do? Maybe. But like, people are there to help. Like your friends are your friends for a reason. Like you can, you can talk to them about certain things if, if you're struggling in, in any area of life. Relationships yeah. being a big part of that. Yes, I think I have failed in that department over and over again in my past dating relationships of not letting my friends in for fear of being annoying, for fear of them being like, Monica, what the heck, being judgmental. It's like, you would hope that the friends that you're hanging out with really care about you and don't care what crap you're about to share, you know? And so I think you're so right that if your friends obviously with good people, they're always gonna wanna listen and they're always gonna wanna help you. Um, and that should be your default, you know? Assume the best, not the worst. So. Assume the best, prepare for the worst. Oh, all right. I actually kind of like that. Assume the best, prepare for the worst. Yeah, kind of like ask yourself, what's the worst thing that could happen? Find the answer. The answer is probably not as bad as you think. And then you move forward. Or in this case, it's like, hey, this person's not the one for me. Like, I deserve the person that's going to treat me the best. And, you know, life's too short for me to you know, put up with X, Y, Z. So I'm sorry, but I have to do what's best for me at the end of the day. Wish you all the best. I, I know you'll find someone. Like, I hope you can get there. Yes, go off. Yeah, and hopefully you can have like a, you know, a cordial relationship, even a cordial breakup, I would say, you know. Um, hopefully two people are mature enough for that. Um, and I feel like you, the person who's doing the breaking up with after seeing the red flags can usually set that temperament of, I'm not trying to be dramatic. I just want you to know, hey, this is what I'm seeing, and I don't think this is good for either of us. And I think not harping on them, but also being very clear as to why. I don't think... I don't think people enough just 
be honest about why they're breaking up with someone. And I think that that always helps the other person be like, oh, maybe not in the moment, they're probably not feeling this way, but afterwards they're thinking, wow, kind of glad he or she told me that because now I see some things I need to work on if I want to be in a successful relationship, you know? Breakups are highly emotionally driven and not logically driven. And, you know, it is very hard for someone to be rational when someone is like, hey, like, I'm sorry, but like, we are not compatible. Like, there's something that isn't clicking between us. And like, right. part of that's me, part of that's you, like saying something is wrong with someone, maybe like, that's very tough to take from a logical standpoint. Yes. But always, almost always, like down the line, you're like, okay, I definitely see like why I definitely see like what I need to work on type of thing. It always happens. Yeah. Your definitely. emotions drain and you get the clarity that you need. Yes, totally agree. And I think the emphasis is definitely on if you are going to share some things as to what led to the breakup, definitely use some me statements, I statements. Don't use you, you, you. That's not going to go well. So definitely rehearse even sometimes. Um, I do have a personal question for you, Austin, talking about breakups. We kind of segued. Go for it. Have you ever broken up with someone? Mon, I'm going to speak to the hopeless romantic in you because oh, gosh. I personally have, have never broken up with anyone. So I have always been on the end of being broken up with. Really? I've been the opposite. Oh, maybe I'm not speaking to the hopeless was romantic in you no like I really cannot relate and I am not coming at you with like you know holier than thou like I'm just so great for the life of me I cannot figure out why it's always been me it's not an unhealthy thing like every time I've broken up with someone it has been for great reasons and I have a million friends who would tell you the same thing but it's so weird I feel like I'm so the type to be broken up with and not be the broken up or whatever it's called so that's really interesting Look at us, two ends of the spectrum. We're offering all the perspective here. Yeah, guys, we're really credible. <laughs> Super credible source. Super credible source. I mean, you're more of a credible source than me. Um, well, thank you for chatting with me about this. Um, I no, let's, let's not overshadow you and your new roommate's conversation. I'm, oh, I'm excited no. to hear what they have to say. I'm sure the audience is as well. I think you will be very intrigued. I think, yeah, and I just needed your insight, though, so I'm glad that you made time to be a part of this podcast. Um, also, a little caveat I will say is, yes, both of my roommates are women, but we definitely speak to both sides. I think males should also listen to this because I think we also call girls out at the same time. So it's really beneficial for everyone is what I'll say. Um, I almost just said all ages. Probably not. Um, so thanks for, you know, popping in. Um, and hopefully, hopefully we can nail down this scheduling issue and I can be there for the full thing next time. But uh, All right. So maybe I'll edit that out to, you know, make it more professional. I'm just kidding. All right. Well, thanks for coming, guys. I'm really excited for you to hear the podcast with the roomies. And yeah, here we go. Today we are coming at you live from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, in our dining room, which I have now renamed the studio, which I kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm with my two roommates who have 
we've clearly already bonded because they're willing to be on the podcast, you know, and air themselves out there and be um, real with everyone that they don't know. But anywho, so I'm here with Blakely and Anna Scott, and we're just going to be talking about um, something that came up in conversation the other day, which was the idea of red flags in relationships. Now, some people might be thinking, I need to turn this off. I don't want to hear about red flags because you know that there already are some in your relationship. But I encourage you to stay with it, okay? We're going to be talking, you know, it'll be funny. It'll be serious. Maybe ser- more serious than we think. Um, but it'll be really good. So first, let's just get our voices out there. Blakely, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank Great. you for having me yeah, on of your show. Of course. Of <laughs> course. Um, okay, well, Anna Scott, we've been trying out some new nicknames for her. So something that I like to call her is Scotty or Scotty Dog. But anyway, um, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Excited to be here. Good. Guys, they're both very nervous. Yeah. I told them not to be. I'm sweating. For everyone who's been on the podcast, for everyone who's been on the podcast, you know it's not as intimidating. I'm also sweating. You guys are making me nervous. Sorry. Okay, whatever. All right. So let's just um, first start out by talking about... um, Kind of like where we're at in life right now, Blakely, what are you up to Okay. as of recently? I just graduated college in May from NC State. Now I'm pursuing my master's in counseling from Southeastern Seminary. I am currently single. Yes! I love how you just put that out there. Slightly recently, but like, you know, not that recent. Um, She's killing the game, everyone. Also have a part-time job. Which is hilarious, yeah. and we may need to insert some of those stories. Um, thank you. That was a perfect little intro. Would you like to intro yourself? Sure. I also graduated in May from NC State. Classic. Studied biology, okay. but am interning with Crew, and that's how I met yeah. Miss Monica mm-hmm. over Zoom over this Zoom. summer. Um, yeah, interning full-time with Crew. Working with college students, maybe might go to nursing school in the future, and I'm currently in a relationship. We've been dating for almost eight months. So. Big deal. Yeah. Guys, big things happening. <laughs> you said something that I was going to... No, it left me. All right, anyway, so now that you have our relationship status and our <laughs> occupations, you guys know the drill. I'm single as well, and also interning with <laughs> That has not changed. Um, so anyway... Let's just go ahead and dive into our topic, ladies. Mm -hmm. So in terms of red flags, I would say this topic came up because we were just talking about, um, well, I feel like we were just talking about it in general, like not even our relationships in the past, but we were just talking about relationships in general and Mm -hmm. why do you ignore the red flag? So I would say I define a red flag as, Something in a relationship, whether that's like a friendship or, you know, like a romantic relationship that is alarming, that could point to, you know, long-term issues in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Is that a good definition? Yeah. And I think that it's alarming either to you that you know you Mm. should get out of that or close friends who are kind of a part of that relationship see it from the outside and are telling you this is not good. Always the friends. Now, and they're easy to overlook. It is. And I found in my past, I always just think the friends are being 
-hmm. overprotective. Mm -hmm. They don't get it because they're not actually in the relationship, whatever. So I would say I'm going to list some red flags. Some of these I've experienced. Some of them I have not. We'll just let the audience decide which is which. (laughs) Um, Okay. One is you have like texted and snapped and called on the phone but you've never hung out in person Mm. and a significant amount of time goes by but like you almost feel like you're emotionally attached to this Mm -hmm. person as if you're Mm -hmm. dating them wrong not okay something is for sure not good um what were we reading online um if they're like mean to their mom their relationship with their mom mom. that's how they're gonna treat you one day if they roll their eyes to their mom think that she's nagging boom that's gonna be you he's gonna get tired of you one day that is just a hard reality as you can see blakely's a straight shooter i hope that everyone can pick up on that um okay a more low-key red flag would be like never paying for your food like Mm -hmm. i would say even further you are always paying for the food yeah not even a halfsies because i think a halfsies is like like what do you and connor do now um, we'll just alternate pretty much. Or yeah, like if like he that's... buys like dinner, lunch, then I'll buy like ice cream or something. But he's he's still he's pretty like forward about paying, and he almost feels bad not paying sometimes, which mm-hmm. I don't. That's a good egg. That's yeah, a that's a well, good. Dare egg. I say yeah. a green flag? <laughs> One time I tried. I went on this date with this guy. I tried to pay for his ice cream because he paid for dinner. I was like, you know, I have this gift oh, card. Gosh, I'm I gonna pay. <laughs> Hands over the gift card. Has 20 cents on it. And so he bought the ice cream. <laughs> well, never let that down. So, oh but, you, but you use the gift card. I use the gift card, pay for 20 cents Save of it. Money. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say. You tried to pay with a gift card. It's not like this was coming out of your own wallet. <laughs> I was going to pay the extra, too. And then he was just no. too soon. It was a sign. He um, was meant to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say also some other ones are like... Um, like controlling stuff. So like maybe always need to know where you are, like mm-hmm. abusing the fact that they have your location Oof. or, um, or like they just ignore you, like the opposite, yeah. ignore you yeah. until all of a sudden it's like, Oh, Hey, want to hang Yep, yeah. late at night. Yeah. And then you're like, ah, you yeah. up, you get the you up text. Just kidding. Up. I would hope that wasn't happening. In the and I think <laughs> an opposite red flag from that is feeling like you always have to be with them connect at the hip and especially something that i see a lot is not having outside friends Mm -hmm. huge just completely being in your relationship just you two and not even like the accountability from other friends but like what happens if you break up then like who are you gonna go to or like that's your only person you need girls need other girls boys need other boys and that'll help with the accountability help with people pointing out red flags correct because you're not gonna see it if it's already hard to see them yeah you're already blinded when you're in the relationship for sure that's so true i think that's really skep when guys don't have other guy friends yeah and they're like in a deep relationship and it's really scary when that they used to but then they started dating this girl maybe she's too controlling don't hang out with your friends I've talked about this on the podcast before, which you guys wouldn't know because I don't expect you to go listen back to all of them. But something that I feel passionately about is like balancing out being with your boyfriend and being with your friends, which I think that you do. 
um, with Connor because I just think that's so annoying. And then oh, yeah. that avoids, if you do balance it out, that avoids losing all of your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. your friends don't want to hang out with you if you're constantly bailing. No. Yeah. I had a friend like that once and it was like, I never took her seriously when she didn't hang out. Yeah. Because I knew 10 minutes before we were supposed to hang out, I was, ah, going to go hang out with so-and-so. I'm like, yeah. all right. I have a friend who recently went through a breakup and talked about how he regretted like that they did that and he looks back and like wasted the end of his senior year almost and friends pointed it out to him wow. even in the thick of it and like yes he said that her um love language was physical touch and like that was kind of an excuse that he kept using of like spending a lot of time with her alone yeah and then the rationalizing yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. tons yeah. of justification mm-hmm. that's how and it then, happens yes. i feel like and I think that that is such an indicator of red flags when you're constantly having to justify. Yeah. This is why. This oh, is why I'm so yes. with him. This is why I hang out with him or her, like whatever. That in and of itself should be a red flag for you. Oh, yeah. for sure. Because there's definitely like moments in time where you realize or like you're alarmed. I think we used the word earlier. Yes. Alarm. And like you think about it and you like recognize this is not right. Mm-hmm. But then you like, but push then you're it like, away. ah, whatever. You know. You're like, maybe I'm the only one who sees it. Right. I feel like maybe that's usually not true, though. I feel like yeah. probably both people see it, but both ignore it. Or do you think yeah. it usually is just one person? I think it depends on what the red flag right. is. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. Um, I mean, as a girl, bias opinion, I feel like girls typically would see a red flag before a boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for if he's like, oh, she's too controlling. She's yeah. constantly wanting yeah. to get out yeah, with yeah, 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 yeah. Those types of things. <clears throat> And even, like, I think guys can easily look at, and there's a line between jealousy that's just and jealousy that is not, Mm -hmm. um, of, okay, she's too close to these guy friends. And I think that, I mean, that's a whole other conversation of how close can even guys and girls be as friends. It is a whole other topic. Um, And then especially in the realm of dating. Yeah. Well, let's unpack that a little bit. Like, okay, this is something I've heard that when you get married, you're not going to have all the guy friends. Like, that would just Mm -hmm. be weird. But when you're dating someone, especially if you're in college, that feels tough. I think you can, but you probably shouldn't be, like, balling around with those guys, like, one-on-one or, like telling them stuff about your relationship mm-hmm. like I feel like that would be weird yeah. mm-hmm. and I think like being friends with his his friends <laughs> there goes the hydro flask being friends with Jeez. his friends is one thing like yeah of course like you need to be around his right. friends they should like you yeah. like yeah it's important that's yeah. key but it's when you're ditching him to hang out with other only guys. guys or or other guys like I think a friend group that you're involved in, yeah, yeah. thousand guys there, whatever. Like your boyfriend does not always have to be around. Your girlfriend does not always have to be around. Mm-hmm. But it's when it's you, and just someone of the opposite gender. Correct. That's where yeah. I don't even know that it's a gray area. I think it's more of a black and white situation that that's wrong. Correct. I agree. Now this is something that came up earlier. This doesn't really relate. It's kind of a tangent. But what are your guys' opinions on the break? Because mm. I used to be so, mm. like, if you're on a break, you might as well break up. Done. Yeah. Yes. Then I did that in a relationship once, and I totally rationalized it. I'm like, oh, like, 
we're just taking a break. We're not going to talk for a week because that's healthy and we need to do that. But I don't know. I don't know where I fall now. Also, like, if you're dating for marriage, you're not going to be able to take a break from your spouse. Correct. So, I don't know. Like, I just think <laughs> yeah. about, like... You could, like, but it'd be so if weird. You, if you feel like you need a week break from them, eh. You know, like, what's going yes, on? Yes, the bluntness in me, it's the <laughs> stupidest thing you could ever do in a relationship. I don't like, get it, really, the honestly. Point, yeah, like, you should be able to work through right. whatever is causing yep. you to have a break. And if it's enough that you're like, I cannot be around you for a week, then that's something that's going to reoccurringly mm-hmm. happen. Like, if you have to take more than one break, oh my gosh, freaking break up. Like, as hard as it would be, yeah. clearly, clearly you both are realizing something is not, not working here. And you're not in a covenantal marriage where you have to stay together. Right. Correct. So you might as well just do the darn thing and break up. Do the darn thing. Jeez. Okay, well, maybe some people need to hear that. Mm. We might have just lost some listeners. Sorry, guys. No, I think it's good. I think it's very good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so another topic I want to bring up is why, and we can really only speak from the girl's perspective. Right. Mm. So let's make it more specific. Why do girls so often just, like, look over the red flags? Like, obviously we know rose-colored glasses, you're in the relationship. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a given. But what in, like, how do you tell yourself when something's so clearly not okay? How do you convince yourself, like, oh, I'm just going to look past it. I've talked to my friends about it, but I still think I'm just going to keep being in the relationship. Like, why do we do that? Having great, great question. (laughs) Question for the century. Thank you. I think, for me personally, and friends that I've talked to about this, one issue is the length of time you've been dating. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you've been dating for a couple months and something big happens, typically you're not going to look past that. Right. Unless there's something else going on. Right. Um, but I think that it's difficult when you've been dating for a while and these things are coming up to you, you're starting to see the red flags It becomes more of, okay, this is comfortable to me. This is what I know. I've been, like, I've developed some sort of life with this guy. Mm -hmm. Why in the world would I just cut it off? Because it seems so much harder in the moment to start fresh and and cut that relationship off, find someone else who is not going to fall into those red flag categories. It seems so much harder than to just stay in the relationship and try to work through it. Um, And I think one lie that girls often believe is that they say, oh, that's, I'll change. That's Mm going to change. And you're just kind of holding on to this hope of, okay, one day it will change. Like, one day they'll mature. One day, like, I'll be able to break through to them. And so you're just kind of holding on to this savior type Yes. of let me help you. Right. And then in turn, like, so you're helping true. me because I have a boyfriend and I have this comfort of yeah, we've been together right. for X amount of time. Like, you're my future. And I think it's just scary to think about not having that secure relationship. Yeah. And also, I think, an appearance thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've been dating for someone a million years, mm-hmm. everyone knows you're together, you're associated together. Yep. And it's so much harder to be like, we're just going to be done. Mm-hmm than to just keep it going and it be unhealthy. Yes. I think part of that, too, is 
me being like a people pleaser mm. and an Enneagram too, it's like breaking up with somebody is like my worst nightmare. So the thought of like bringing up a red flag, yeah. actually addressing it and then realizing like we can't move past this. The thought of having to break up with them and like hurt someone else's feelings like that is really tough for me. Yeah. So that's yeah. I think other people can relate to that too. But That's a good point. And also something that you said reminded me a lot of times it's hard to say this is where you're falling short because Ooh, you look you at know, yourself yep. and you're like I'm falling short in right. so many areas yep. that it's almost like this prideful thing to say we should break up because of what you're doing or because of like this yeah. unhealthiness mm-hmm. in our relationship and I think that like part of that is yes you have to understand like no one is going to be perfect in a relationship right like be honest with yourself of how you're affecting those areas yeah but then also like take care of yourself like know your worth know what you deserve and you should not just allow this guy to continue doing whatever no matter what you're doing as well like right and maybe even understanding okay I'm doing this stuff so let me take care of him and get out of the relationship like whatever that may look like but um as kind of I guess an Enneagram too as well like it's so hard to be like well, I'm also not perfect, and I'm also doing these things that probably aren't the best. So let me, like, look past him because I'm going to ask for forgiveness. Let me just forgive him, and then we'll grow together, blah, blah, blah. Like, But there are definitely things where, yeah, you can grow, and you should be able to invest well and encourage well in a relationship, but you should also expect those things for yourself and not let your worth diminish just because of what you think that you deserve or don't deserve. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And also maybe like a a red flag is if you see yourself decreasing in a lot of areas, whether yeah. that's like socially, um, maybe that's like academically because mm-hmm. you're not prioritizing. Um, and for some people, like for us, it would be spiritually, like trying to gauge like, okay, am I growing with this person or am I, or are they bring me, bringing me down? Like yeah. the whole chair analogy. It's way easier to pull someone off a chair than put them up there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is also something that came to mind when you were saying that is you might be putting this person up, 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 encouraging them being the best, and then they reciprocate none of that. And that shouldn't be something you expect from people. You should always just, like, love people without expectation right. back. But in a relationship, that person should want to mm-hmm. do the same, mm-hmm. if not more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is all, you know, we can reciprocal this and um, this can be for men too, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But that's so true. Um, something else that I've thought about and like struggled with, I guess, is determining the line of like what's non-negotiable and what's something that we can work through. Yes. That's, that's so blurry and fuzzy yeah. in a I relationship. Was, I was talking about that with one of my friends recently. Because nobody's perfect. No. Like I have things that... I obviously need to work through or that might be non-negotiable too so it's Mm -hmm. like how do you recognize that in a person and you don't want to like straight up tell them like this is not negotiable like we can't be together because this because you want to like care for them and not hurt their feelings but in a way like they might need to know so Mm -hmm. it's just like how do you deal with this I think that's so true kind of like a mature thing before a relationship and obviously can say this now um (laughs) is thinking like where do my expectations lie 
what mm-hmm. is like a good standard because yes like I want to be able to push my boyfriend to be the best that he can be like mm-hmm. 100% but where does it become an unrealistic expectation yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think sitting down with yourself and just thinking through those things of what is most important to me where do I not want to mm-hmm mm-hmm given or yeah like Uh, where am I not gonna budge compromise yes like and then what are things that are important to me that I just I can't have in a relationship yeah yeah and then also I think one thing telling someone else telling a Mm -hmm. close friend hey this is what I'm looking for in a guy and so that she can he or she can come to you and be like hey, look, you set these standards, and now you're lowering them for this guy that you think, like, he's just giving you attention, blah, 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 like, and working through, okay, is this a standard that can be lowered? Mm. Like, was that set way too high? Um, But also understanding that, like, things that are important to you, you should not have to feel like you have to lower them because Mm -hmm. there will be someone who can fulfill that. Right. Realistically. Right. And I feel like you know when you have yes. unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, some some things like physical expectations, like, mm-hmm. I want them to be tall. <laughs> and stuff like that. It's like, meh. Yeah. You can't hold on to that. Yeah. Right. But obviously, you know, I want someone to respect me. Not really something Not, you should let yeah, go yeah, of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, something you said made me think of something else. Oh, well, and I even think... As Enneagram 2s. I didn't know that we were all... Huh. Interesting. Yeah, like so, a house of servants over here. Yeah. <laughs> come over and you will be hosted. Anyway. Um, I think that I do a really bad job and it comes with being a 2. Which also, if you don't know what Enneagram 2 is, just Google it. Anyway. Um, I just think I... Because I don't want to inconvenience anybody. That's, a, mm-hmm. that's such a trait. I rarely vocalize what I want to people and then expect them to just know. Just know, yeah. And that is so bad for mm-hmm. relationships in general. Yeah. For me to be like, well, I expect, like, Anna Scott and Blakely to ask me how I'm doing, like, three times a day throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And then when you don't do it, like, resent you secretly. Yeah. Like, that's just so weird. And then that just builds up so mm-hmm. much, like almost mm. hate oh yeah mm-hmm. there's so much built-up bitterness and I personally have struggled with that so much because I think and what I do is I act how I'm expecting to be treated mm. when in mm-hmm. reality I'm not telling them what I expect yeah. and someone told me a story one time when they first got married and it's kind of a silly story but you know the moral I'm excited. Is good. The moral. so when they first got married her husband would leave the cabinet doors open and she would always walk by and close them. And it just became this thing that like she built up so much resentment towards him because she's like, close the freaking cabinet doors. Like who just leaves them open? When you get a mug out, close Close the door. Well, he of course did not know this at all. And she said she was watching an episode of how I met your mother and something happened where Um, one of the characters was doing something over and over. This character was like expecting something different. Finally, I just realized I have to tell him like, this is what I want. And so Mm -hmm. in, in the show, everything works out. This girl applies it to her own life (laughs) and said, you know, I have to tell him, I want you to close the cabinet doors. 
And then if he doesn't close the cabinet doors, then I have the right to be upset and like right. Right. confront him about it. And she said, as soon as I told him, hey, like, you need to close the cabinet doors because that drives me insane. He was like, oh, I had no idea. Started closing the cabinet doors. Everything's great. And she's like, Blakely, you have to tell your expectations to someone. I think so, too. And not in these, like, huge, like, okay, you should respect me. You should do X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. But, like, tell them if you want flowers, if you (laughs) like flowers, like, on your birthday – hey, I just want to let you know, like, I really like flowers. Like, that makes me just, like, that's so romantic to me. Yeah. yeah. And then, if they're not doing that, you know, whatever, yes. then you can kind of cross that bridge when you get there. But, but yes, like, it's so easy to just expect mm-hmm. these things and hold it in. Yeah. Talk to your friends about it. I can't believe yeah. that he's not closing the cabinet doors. <laughs> and then, boom. Like, there's mm-hmm. a wedge in your relationship. Right. Mm-hmm communication is key Mm -hmm. like I would rather someone scream at me in the face and tell me exactly how they're feeling than for them to just quietly hate me or like tell everybody else yeah I I just can't the passive aggressive passive aggressiveness is a red flag Mm -hmm. for sure without a doubt especially about little things even like little things like oh well I really wish you would have told me you went to Chick-fil-a because I literally just had yesterday and I didn't want to go like, a little comment like that, okay, not the biggest deal, but, like, you got to pick up on that stuff. Yeah. But that continually, like, well, I wish you would have told me, like, that type of stuff. It's like, well, maybe we need to have a convo. I don't know. I'm always in for the convos. I'm a confrontation type of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. Which is great. <laughs> I mean, keep short accounts. Yeah. No, it, I feel so like it's, good. yeah. I don't know. I've had to do it a lot, and... I had a mentor once who, like, made me always do it, even if it was something really small. Mm-hmm. She's like, you need to tell the other person. I'm like, yeah. ugh. But I always do because it always helps. Yeah. Because then it I don't hold helps. that against them. Right. I mean, living with girls in college, like, that's part of living with roommates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you it's... guys both have brothers. Yeah. So yeah. you had to oh, really... <laughs> yeah, wow. Because and... I came in knowing because I have sisters. Yeah. No. It just it's been a change for sure. I've never been around so many girls in my life, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> just living with different. boys is a completely different Yeah, I'm kind of proud of you guys. You're like really good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that before. Okay, this is kind of a you don't have to answer this. I'll just I'll just you can nod along to what I'm about to say. I guess I could ask you this too. Okay. You were saying, like, as a two, well, like, as a two, confrontation is just hard because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. You always just want to serve others, serve others, serve others. You don't want your feelings to ever come in the way, Mm -hmm. which is hard. Anyway, but as I reflect, I have always been the one to end a relationship. Whether it was, like, kind of mutual or not, like, I was always the one to, like, enter that conversation. And I don't think it was ever in an an unhealthy way, to be honest. But... I just find that very interesting because I feel like normally I would be the one to wait for them to do it, which is also a red flag. In one of my relationships, Mm -hmm. I found myself just waiting, like, just going to let them do it. Just going to let them do it. Hopefully they'll do it soon so that I don't have to feel bad. Mm -hmm. That is so wrong. And can I say, (laughs) there's an epidemic. I've heard so many of my guy friends saying, yeah, I knew that it wasn't it for, like, two months. Or I knew it wasn't it for, like, the last year of our relationship. Ooh. And I'm sitting there petrified. Yeah. Why didn't you say what? anything? Yeah. Because yeah. the girl has no idea. No. 
if you feel like you're waiting on the other person to do the dirty work, you might as well do it. Yep. And that begs the question, why didn't you say anything? Right. Yeah. Could it? But that then, flag in and of itself. Yeah. Wow. My mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, but is it safe? Mm, at that point, it's not. At that point, if you're waiting on the other person to break up with no. you, it's not savable, right? And it's not loving towards them. No. Oh, quite the opposite, I would <laughs> quite say. Quite the opposite. You know that you're just playing them. Like, literally, blunt is my word right now. To put it bluntly, you it. are literally playing Bluntly-ly. them and messing with their heart. <laughs> yeah. Or and, and I've been there, and it's not a fun feeling afterwards. No. Trust me. No. When you realize... Holy cow, I knew this was not going to work out, and I still led this person on. Yep. Like, you've just ruined your friendship. Mm-hmm. Any type, like, any way that they are viewing you from now on. Right. And then, again, there's a hard conversation that you have to have. I, I completely agree. And then it's not the most fun thing. Well, I feel like that even brings in another thing. And I feel like this has also happened to me. When you start noticing other guys in a Mm -hmm. way that's not just like you see a guy on the street and you're like oh he's cute but like oh wow like he's really cute and like I love his personality and I wish that he would come over and talk to me I've had that like in like same situation feeling like I'm waiting on the person to break up with me in that same moment also feeling like oh crap like I'm starting to look out for different for options. Mm. Yeah. And this is not touching on anything like cheating wise, okay? Like you're not yeah. acting on it. Yeah. But you like like you're telling yourself don't. Like you're restraining right. yourself. That is a red flag yeah. right yep. there. Yep. Like you don't need to be in a relationship if you are desiring to be in a relationship with somebody else or right. desiring him to be like, like someone, someone else. else. Yeah. Mm. And I've been there. And yeah. that led to a breakup because, mm-hmm. as it should, but I wanted him to be someone That's so that true. he wasn't. <clears throat> and I was looking towards other guys, not that, okay, I want to go date this person, right. but I want my boyfriend to be like this person. Yeah, yeah you're, that is a very good. Yeah. And this is not saying, like, because I want the person that I end up with to be like my dad or my grandpa. Right. That's so different mm-hmm. right. than you saying this other guy who's our age. Yes. Yeah. I want you to be exactly yes. like him. Me too. Yikes. That's so true. I've done that. And no one wants to hear that. I wouldn't want to hear that. I don't want someone coming up oh, to me. Oh, that horrible. Hey, can you be like Monica? No, go just date Monica. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... Oh my god! I don't want that. So why in the world would uh-huh, I uh-huh. want to tell someone else that or feel like that's okay? Oh baby, that's yeah. so true. <laughs> oh baby, that's, so true. that's kind of scary yeah. to think about. Wow. Well, and then even that other person that you're thinking like I want them to be like this person, they don't have it all together either, mm-hmm. and like. You don't even know. You probably like, don't even know that person. Really is. The grass is always green. It is. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. I've been using, starting to use the phrase. Well, a few podcasts ago, me and my friend Sam had a very back and forth about that phrase. She didn't really get it. Mm-hmm. So I was helping to explain to her. And all of a sudden, this um, statement came out <laughs> that I think is kind of fun. Okay. And it was, you know, the grass is always greener. 
quit thinking that way and water your own grass. Oh, yeah. Now it's probably already out there. Probably just copyrighted someone. But hey. Yeah, but I think that could go for relationships. Like, if you're longing for all these to have the other healthy relationships that you're witnessing in your life, well, then maybe you should, like, take inventory of what's going on in your Mm -hmm. yard, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And then having the people to say, okay, should I grow my yard or should I move? I know. that's, But that's always where the rubber meets the road. That's It's so hard to know. Like, there's... The lines are just not Mm -mm. distinct at all. Correct. And, again, that's why I think it's important to have people around you. Oh, yeah. But going along with that, a red flag is always talking to someone poorly about your significant other. I was Mm -hmm. just about to say, I, okay, this is going to come out very ignorant, but someone was, we were talking, me and my sisters were talking and my sister was talking about her friend Mm -hmm. and she was like, as much as so-and-so makes mistakes talking about the husband, her friend never Mm -hmm. would have every opportunity to be like, I can't believe he did this. Like he's making it really hard on me, but doesn't. Yeah. And my sister was like, that is really impressive because mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of people who do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's so true because, like, there's a difference between venting your frustrations. Right. But even then, like, maybe only pick one person. Yeah. And I think getting advice from someone is completely different. But my mom always said, like, do not talk poorly about, and she's speaking of a husband, like, do not talk poorly about your husband, especially to your family. Mm. And the issue is because family is going to be on your side. Always. And then they get in this mindset of, okay, so this person did this to Blakely, like, I'm not going to like them. And whether, like, they could be the most forgiving people in the world. Like, my dad is going to hate his guts, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, if I'm constantly only talking poorly about someone. And I think that the same could go for relationships. Like, if you're only talking to your friends poorly about this guy that is going to be their mindset of this guy Mm -hmm. yes and if that's not what you want then start speaking highly of him right and let's just say that all of us here at the table are assuming that it's legit like you're not yes yeah there's obviously a big concern that's not okay right you obviously need to tell someone yes Mm -hmm. and then you also don't need to hype up your person if they're actually sucking (laughs) like that's probably not the best either i've had friends who have gone both ways and isn't it so hard this is a social media theme right here is Mm -hmm. on social media you're like wow this relationship's so good or your friends are always gloating almost about how good their relationship is and then all of a sudden they break up and this has happened so many times this summer to me where someone would be like oh yeah they broke up and I was like you're kidding yep like I would have never saw that coming right and they say to me oh Monica it was so bad if you only knew yeah. Yeah. all these things that had happened since the moment I started dating yeah which low-key freaks me out I'm like whoa you just yeah. never know what yeah. people are going through yeah like it's cliche but no relationship is gonna be perfect no know. if we set that expectation we're all gonna be disappointed yeah. Expectations, man. Mm. Killed the cat. I don't know what the expression is. It's not that. It's curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> what does it say? Expectations. You know what I'm saying. Comparison is the thief of joy. Uh-huh. Expectations always leave you disappointed. I don't know. 
all right, it's fine. I they do. I mean, yeah. unrealis- unrealistic yeah. expectations. Yeah. It's like setting the bar too low, so then you're not. Yeah. Like, yes. I'm so oh, I'm good. so yeah. bad at doing that. Yeah. I always say, I'm just going to expect the worst, so that way something really good happens, I'll be excited. <laughs> and every time I've said that to someone, they're like, <laughs> no one has ever said, that's good, you yeah. should live by that. Doing that. And yet I still kind of do it, so working on it. Yeah, working on it. Sad mood for 2020. Oh, yeah, sorry. I feel like that is a whole mood for 2020. Literally. Yeah, guys, stay inside. (laughs) Wear your mask. Stay aware. It's It's crazy times out there. I feel like every other day I'm getting a text. COVID scare. Hey, someone, 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 someone who I might have seen three weeks ago just says a positive for COVID. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this information? Freak out or be fine? Gosh. Oh, Oh, anyway. Okay, so let's wrap this up by um, a question I like to ask the people on the podcast is, what is something you've been loving lately? Which can be, you know, like a food a habit, a book, whatever. I can go first, give you guys time to think. Something I've been loving lately. Oh, man. Okay, something I've been loving lately is waking up earlier than I need to, which I never do ever until I became a, quote, adult (laughs) with an actual job and need to wake up in order to be productive. And I love it. I feel not rushed. Mm -hmm. I actually have time to make breakfast. Never Mm -hmm. been a breakfast eater. Now you guys know I eat, like, two eggs every morning. Uh Kind of crazy. Um, That's what I've been loving lately. I think it just sets you at a good pace for the day. And then if you need a little snoozle, you do it, which sometimes I do. Sometimes twice. (laughs) (laughs) Something that – well, two things I've been loving recently. That's allowed. One, I've been reading this book called Redeeming Love. We heard a whole review, you guys. It yeah. sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's um, it's good. Anyways. Secondly, I've been really enjoying this in-between time. Uh, I took summer classes for grad school. I'm about to start again tomorrow. Just really trying to focus on, okay, I'm going to have such little free time. Once I start school, I'll be working. I want to cry. But something that I've just been so encouraged by... One of my friends really pressed me to look into who are going to be your lifelong friends that you want to foster relationships with. Mm. And that has just been something so sweet to me recently that I've been looking into because I've never really taken the time to be like, who matters most to me? When I have four free hours in the week, who do I want to see? Um, and it's just been so cool to like reflect over relationships and see, okay, these people care about me. These people matter to me. Yeah. And it's just so encouraging to know, like there are loving friends around me, um, who I can see in my life for a long time. And so that's just been something that I've really been loving is kind of like fostering those relationships, building new ones. Um, and just like kind of getting excited for, some goodness in my life this fall as hectic as it's gonna be like knowing that these people are gonna be life-giving I don't need to be spending my time with people who are draining me yeah bro you gotta balance that out yeah and so so yeah that's just been something that I've been encouraged by and really looking forward to this next semester wow that was so good well I'm someone who drains Blakely so she's not gonna be (laughs) 
podcast with Blakely on it ever. <laughs> and so this is the last time we'll ever talk to Blakely for the fall. Anyway, thank you. That was so good. I also have two. One of them is pretty um, shallow, I guess. But oh, no such thing. <laughs> we finally got our living room painted. Yes, <laughs> so true. Yes. I can't believe I didn't say that. So long story short, but yeah, the people who lived here before us tried to cover their bases and spackle every single little crack and hole in the wall. So we had some polka dots on our walls for Precious. a few weeks. Mm. But weeks. good old Jimmy finally came and painted our Jimmy. walls. Almost a month, you guys. Literally. Oh, yeah. Like. Almost yeah. a month. So, um, I've been loving that. It's been yeah. very appealing to my eyes. It's um, made a difference. And then secondly, I'll say, similarly, I guess, or part of living in this house, I've really enjoyed getting to know Monica and Blakely and spending time with them. Me too. Um, mm. And that's been something that I've been very thankful for. Me too. For this year. Our little home base. We were talking about it mm-hmm. earlier. Like, we know that we have each other yeah. to talk to and... Hang out with so good old sunny side yeah. over here, sunny the party side. house. Don't you feel like when you walk in, it's just like, <sighs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I just know that it's like no drums, mm-hmm. sit. Okay, fine. Blake and I fight every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no drama within the house. Within the house. Right. Drama is brought from outside scenarios. <laughs> Helpful friends to discuss the drama exactly. and get through life together. Yes. I'm loving it. It's Love awesome. it. Thank you for having us. Yeah, this I was fun. It. Be prepared to be on another. <laughs> <laughs>